Your Newcastle. Welcome to Your Newcastle podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. You might recognise those voices. Very, very famous Nova Castrians, Tanya Wilkes and Jess Faccioni. I'm having a lot of inadequate moments right now because I was not born as you two were to be on a microphone, even though inadvertently in my role I do hmm. seem, seem to end up on a microphone. I think you do all right. We see you on the news every night. Well, I don't know if my voice has the dulcet tones of your two voices <laughs> because you do several hours every single day sharing your lives from having children, from getting married, to everything in between with our community here in Newcastle on the Hunter. And I've always been fascinated by that journey, particularly you, Tanya. You have been a media personality in this region for a very long time and you've mentored... (laughs) See how she emphasised very. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) But that just shows your seniority in this industry and I know from just little conversations I don't get to see everyone for long periods of time I know that you've mentored lots of women in this industry Mm. which I think is admirable and fantastic and also your journey you are in the number one rating show and have been is it eight nine years it's over 25 to be very honest with you oh so sorry (laughs) there you go correction but you haven't missed a ratings is it the last oh geez with Steve and I it's been I think eight or nine years or maybe eight something like that yeah and then with David we missed a couple of number one slots mainly to the ABC for various reasons but in all honesty if there was a hundred we were probably 97 number ones over 25 years. Has any other woman or person in the industry ever achieved what you've achieved? They said a couple of years ago to me that I'd broken all these records. I don't know where they are or who who looks after the records and that was a really lovely email to receive but you know what I'm just happy to do my thing. Really, in Newcastle. And that sounds quite sappy, but that's the truth. I love it. I it's love humble. This town. Well, Jess and I are going to just call it now. Yeah, and we're just going to say number one woman in Australian radio. Mm, well, I think Jackie O might have something to say about that. <laughs> has she done 25 years in number one? I don't know what her and Kyle are up to at the moment. The other guy? They'd be, yeah, they'd be up to getting, I think they celebrated 20 years recently. Yeah, yeah but you still got five years on that. And, a few, and I kind of shaved a few <laughs> off, to be very honest with you. So <laughs> I think we're heading towards more 30. But anyway, how did you get into radio? School. I remember when we used to have job experience. Yes. And I said to my careers advisor, I want to be a radio producer. And he went, why? Because apparently I'm really bossy and they said I'd be a good producer. (laughs) So I ended up at 2HD and that was when I was 13. Wow. And then I started going in on holidays and I remember them saying to me, you're not going away, are you? And I went, well, not really. And they went, well, let's put the girl on the payroll. So I started in the newsroom. That's so, amazing. Yeah, a long time From ago. From 13 years old. Well, that was job experience. And then I started working full time at 15. Wow. Mm. And still number one. It's just phenomenal, your career. Mm. But you've also brought a, a lot of, particularly women, through to follow in your footsteps. You know, we can't beat around the bush. The media has been, not just in Australia, but throughout the world, a pretty blokey industry. I'm sure radio, I wouldn't know, has probably been no different. So you're a trailblazer, as far as I can see. Well, there was no other woman on the air when I started. And I must say, I hope Jess hasn't ever and never will have to put up with some of the garbage 
that I put up with in the early days. That's interesting to me because it's not an industry that I jump in and out to sort of communicate my message as Lord Mayor and the like. And this is very different doing these podcasts. Uh, I'm so interested to talk to you, both of you, because I see you around Newcastle. People hear you and you share so much of your life. Feeling social? Follow City of Newcastle on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. It is, I have to say, look, I'm used to being interviewed, particularly by two journalists, like radio journalists like yourselves, over the years in my role. So it's kind of super weird for me to be asking you questions. <laughs> mm. So feel free just to say whatever you want to say. That's where radio has changed yeah. because it was okay. very much, I'm going to interview this person now. I'm going to interview the Prime Minister now. Now, you even our phrasing, it's having a chat. Absolutely. Because that's a very outdated style to interview someone, I think. Yeah. Even the best in the country still have their wonderful chats. I, I love that. That's why I think podcasting has taken off because it is just chatting. In that respect, I feel as a Novocastrian that I know you both. I know that I have met you because of my job. But, I mean, if I said to you, Jess... Hello, Vera. That's so creepy. (laughs) I'm referring to Jess showering, but I only know that because of the radio. Anytime I see aloe vera Mm -hmm. on some sort of product, I have to say in that accent, I don't even know what accent that is, Cockney? I made that up. Aloe vera. It's Cockney. It's Cockney. (laughs) Well, actually, that does lead me to like a fact. You're both on air at the same time, Mm. same radio station. Well, same company. Same company, different radio stations, same company. So you're actually working on air at the same time. So, of course, you can't listen to each other's shows, but Mm. you can listen back to podcasts, the podcast of it, or you can see the online. So obviously not everyone can listen to everything at the same time. That would have been a huge change for you, Tanya, like watching the very formal industry that you first went into with all men and just you, then moving over to where, I mean, I think I saw you on Instagram. They're trying to make you eat something that was disgusting. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what it was, like some egg sort of mm, mixture. Sorry. Yeah, and I was like, oh, She's God. She blocked it out. Yeah, yeah you blocked gross. it out. And I thought, oh, you poor thing. That's where mm. the medium has changed. It was wild horses for a lot of people because it's like, no, the reason we do radio is we don't want to put makeup on. Um, <laughs> but now with all Instagram and Facebook oh. and, and everything happening, it's you've got to kind of try and ha- look half decent for a bit of a tomboy like I am I couldn't care less yeah. so it's a real struggle if we combine your ratings from both your shows because it's sort of two different demographics and you combine them together what percentage of the the Newcastle Hunter radio market would your show share I think according to our sales team 99.9 percent <laughs> because they, they love to massage the figures it seems like look as even if it's not 99 I would say it's a lot yeah as a duopoly you know our company is definitely number one in in town. It's your Newcastle. Access all our services and resources at newcastle.nsw.gov.au. So when people aren't getting a window into your personal life, and for you, Tanya, a lot of people listened as you got enticed back to radio Mm -hmm. to ensure that you were number one again. They needed you back, what, about 21 years ago? Yeah, it was 2000. So I'd gone to live in Dublin in 99 to get married and... Triple M, who was KOFM at the time, called and said, how about coming home for the breakfast show? And I went, oh, guys, thank you, but I'm pregnant. And they went, well, you know, we can put a studio into the house and you can work from home. I was like, really? Wow. All right. Hot property. So, and we were, Mm. funnily enough, only talking about this at work today. I think I took advantage of that because I stayed home for eight months. So when when we talk about COVID and working from home and how the world's changing and adapting... 
I was the original. I was <laughs> yeah. happy at home. The OG. Eight months, <laughs> baby on the boob, doing the show. It was fabulous. It was very generous of them to make that offer. Or was it? Because I reckon, <laughs> there you go. did they make a lot of money making sure you came back? They were not number one when you left. So why not give you everything you need? True. Could you imagine the sales revenue that hopefully you took a cut off? <laughs> no. That's where we go wrong, isn't it? Mm, <laughs> we need I better managers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you would have been obviously so vital mm. to that show becoming number one again. Of course they should mm. allow you to work from home. Plus True. we all got to know Lorcan. Yeah. Because yeah. as, as you had him and, you know, he was little on the radio, mm. we all grew up listening mm. to him grow up. Yeah. So does he get people? you know come up to him and go oh I remember when you were five yeah for all those years because I used to write a thing every day to the baby's diary Lork and talk and toddler's tales so that was a lot of work writing that it was a comedy segment every day until he turned five because once he went to school I went that's it the kid will get mercilessly teased <laughs> I'm pulling the pin on that one what um, a great memory yeah. though so I've got all those baby's diaries all those oh. scripts that I wrote I've got them all. And it reminds you of where you were at that stage and age. So, yeah, that's pretty nice. One day he'll grow up enough to realise that's pretty precious. Yeah. Maybe oh, he'll have a wife gorgeous. that goes, no, no, let's, let's not throw that in the fire. No way. Yeah. That's going to be what I expect from you and your co-host, Ducko. The next phase of life will enter. Mm. Instead of competing weddings, we're going to have, like, competing yeah, baby I, showers. I know. I think we should that do baby sweepstakes in the office. Oh, who's yeah, going to go Yeah, winner takes all. I love that. Mm. That's yeah. not a bad idea. And pop some balloons that don't eventuate in a gender. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, you had me hooked. I was like, oh, what's Nikki having? That's your producer. Yes. And I'm like, the balloons are still going and someone's going to hurt themselves. No. And it was white, 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 white. She'd teed this up. You yeah. know, Jess, what Nikki did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we were pop- popping all the balloons. Master they were all white. Yeah. <laughs> and we got to the last balloon. How disappointing. It was still white. And then suddenly <laughs> the studio door flies open and Steve, co-host Steve's Baxter, the boxer, raced in wearing a pink tutu. You get to do some pretty fun things on air, share a lot of your lives. Is there anything you try and keep private? There's some things I think I'll keep back. <laughs> oh, of course, but you would have met your husband in radio, so surely he knew, ah, uh, if you're getting involved with me, babe. Well, he was Irish, so he was very... He had no idea what I did. I think I told him I was an air hostess when I first met him, because oh, I met him in London. The, the fake job yeah, thing? Yeah, I had the fake job Do you have a fake thing. name too? Yeah, of course. What was, what was your fake name? I'm sure it was Natasha. You'd have to Natasha. ask him. Natasha. Yeah, nearly a new Natasha, but no, it was a Natasha. Yeah. yeah. I Natasha. Don't know why I lied. You were Natasha, <laughs> the air hostess. Right. Yeah. yeah. I reckon we should turn the question on you. Was there a fake oh. name at Fanny's in the old days? Oh. <laughs> I think I made the papers once. You know how they used to take photos of everybody yeah. and they would print like who was yeah. out on the weekend? And I think some of me and my friends must have been on that once and we we're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> it wasn't, when I turned 18 in Newcastle, it wasn't open for until I was oh. maybe 20 or 21 it was closed down I don't know for renov- right. I don't know renovations yep. or something or yeah the castle was around yeah. and mercury yes oh my god that's it the what mercury the I'd forgotten nuts? about I've heard about the glory days we of the ducks didn't nuts. really go to the ducks nuts oh, is that okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm speaking for new Italy there yeah. Okay. Yeah. we didn't do that I did go there once yeah right. just to see what it was like did you ever go to the JR I did. They had to mm. made made you eat weird food on the way they in. They did. Imagine this. this is a nightclub in Newcastle. I don't know when it was. Like I would have got first gone out in the nineties, mm. and 
they must have had a license where they had to serve food. So to get around it, <laughs> they you used to go up these stairs and the dodgy these, this buffet that you would walk through of all COVID mm. non-safe mm-hmm. food handling. And you, yeah. you actually had to pay to get in, didn't you? Yeah. And you'd get a plate of food and there was this long bar and often a band at the end. And I think I, I didn't go a lot because I mm. didn't really want the weird food. Mm. Yeah, it was a new Newcastle experience. You wow. tell people that, and they go, "Really? Yes, that that did happen." <laughs> then, if you didn't know any different, like you just think that's normal. Yeah, probably not super normal, <laughs> but anyway, there was also the world's biggest disco. Yeah, at the workers at the workers club. Mm. Yeah, so there was all sorts of mm. random old Novocastrian things. Mm. I think the green roof's much better. Your Newcastle is changing daily, and we care about you. Have your say at newcastle.nsw.gov.au. I don't think people realise the amount of charity work you both Mm. do or have done over the years. Tell us a little bit about that side of your role in radio and the media. Definitely. There's plenty of of, um, charities and causes that... Um, I've been involved with over the years. We've got the Emerald Ball coming up in February. I'll give them a plug for Lifeline. That's one that is close to both Steve and my heart. Steve lost his dad to suicide. I lost my bridesmaid to suicide. So, you know, we're very passionate about that. So that's February, by the way, the Emerald Ball. You can get your tickets from Lifeline, the Hunter. That's the Hunter chapter of that, which is great. So all the money stays here uh, for our local telephone services, etc. But, you know... One of the very first things, I'm going to go back away because I'm really proud of this one, like you with that. This is still ongoing. And it was being contacted by loads of Novocastrians that had experienced loss through violent deaths. And you'd remember this new Italia young hairdresser up at Thornton. Her ex-boyfriend walked in and shot her in the head and that her mother happened to be in the hair salon that day. So it was people like that that we came together. We had the Minister for Police, we had the Shadow Minister, we had the Premier, we had the Assistant, and from meetings and many, many months of interviews with these people, we were able to launch what what is now to this day called Vocal, which is the Victims of Crime Assistance League. That's amazing. So, yeah, I was one of the administrators, the first secretary, and that to have that still going and assisting and having the contacts through government, through community, I'm really proud of that. That's a, an amazing legacy, yeah. Tanya. It really is. And that that league is still very much active, unfortunately, that we need it, just like we need Got Your Back Sister yeah. in the community, as well as Nova for Women and Children and all of those support services. It, the media plays such an important role. I see it day in, day out in actually delivering outcomes for the community. There are political messages, but often it's people like yourselves that people trust in the media, they know, and less threatening when you go to government, hey, I've got an idea. And it it works probably nine times out of ten, that approach, as opposed to, you know, bashing the door down sometimes. And you really get a very positive outcome for the community. I I think people don't sometimes equate – they equate hard work – I think, because the hours you work, you know, you're up at three o'clock every morning and you're on. That's exhausting in Mm. and itself. But I don't think people realise when that mic goes off, apart from all the prep for the rest of your work, I'll go and do nighttime events, but you're always there. Mm. (laughs) Both of you, either of you at different things, like whether it's for charity, for fundraising. And this is not just for a couple of years. This is for 
25 years mm. plus. And for Jess, who is now just a Novocastrian, mm. we just own you now. Thank you. Fantastic. Definitely. And you were pretty much, in, you were very involved in getting Jess to Newcastle, weren't you? You are part of recruiting and selecting mm. talent? Oh, or? no, not for HIT. Not for HIT? No. Just so, for yours? Yeah, with our company, mm. we have HIT, we have Triple M, and never the Twains shall meet. Except for today. Really? Except for, Except the, for yeah. today. Oh, my God, the <laughs> Twains yeah. are meeting. Yeah. I made the Twains oh, meet. You did. Your Newcastle, your podcast. Got feedback or suggestions for us? Connect via the podcast link at newcastle.nsw.gov.au. So how do you go? You're one-third and you're one-half. Is it is that different? Have you ever done different ratios? I have. I mean, when David and I were together, it was just the two of us, but we've mm. got Risey, who is our... I usually call him our button pusher and I mm. get into trouble. From so I'm him? not going to, yeah. Oh, okay. What does I'm he like, like to be he called? He likes to be called our executive button pusher. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he has a voice. Coming into that yeah. initially was, was different for me because I'd already always just one-on-one. Oh, mm. okay. The extra voice. Mm. You do hear sometimes a voice from a deeper producer comes mm-hmm. on to those shows. You always wonder where they come from. Yeah. I'm interested in getting your thoughts as we close out this discussion on the future of radio as a medium Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's a changing landscape out there. There's been a fair amount of change Mm. and the way you've diversified onto different platforms at the same time. How do you see it holding up against streaming services and social media and the like? Where where do you think it's going to go? Well, for me, I have seen change and I've, I've, you know, read all the articles going, the radio is going to die. (laughs) Radio, I think, will always be there in what form? Well, that's still yet to come. But I think because it is like local radio is so important to local communities, yes, you stream anything you want from all over the planet, but there is still a passion and a need for localism. And I think as long as companies and stations and people are passionate about their local communities and they're reflecting that in the shows and the people they're employing, then it has a place. And we have local businesses that need to advertise locally. So there is a reason to keep radio and I I see it surviving well into the future. And I don't think there was a thought that um, the kids wouldn't care any longer. And I know some some stations, some shows have had to push a little bit older because they are there is a concern that the kids aren't picking up the radio habits of their parents. But if it's anything to go by what we what we experience every day, both stations, the kids are there. The kids, you know, they still want to listen. It's the local real time. Yeah. But it's also the openness of the hosts like yourselves. And having our gender reflected back like being able to listen to you, Tanya, on our local radio before women had a, a strong voice in radio, I think has been a huge game changer. Trying to be fun as a host. Here we go. What have you got planned? Well, I don't have anything <laughs> planned, but I want I want the talent to tell me the one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to them on air. Think oh, of God, weird. there's some strange oh, things that have happened. You've had some happen. creatures in oh, the studio. Yeah. You've had, you know, human and yeah, animal. <laughs> it's been decades of stuff and I, I just can't. Bottlenecking. Yeah. Do you know what? We're going to have to do it again. Okay. Yeah, we'll just we'll come with stories. Yeah, we'll come with odd. We'll think of odd. We'll come with stories. And we'll do round two, maybe next year after you've had a very successful Emerald Ball in February 2022 for Lifeline. And let's be honest about the funding for Lifeline before we finish up. Yep. There is no government funding. That's it's it. all charity. So make sure if you can't go to the ball that you, you know, if it's $2, $5 or if you're well off, a little bit more. 
I have a feeling I'm going to see you there. Oh, really? Yeah, well, oh. you're spouting it, so please come. Thank you. Dress in the green and let's do Emerald Ball in February. Let's do green. Yeah. Thank you to two amazing local media personalities for your time and for your generosity to our community. That's your Newcastle. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us wherever you listen. 